You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello, and welcome back to The Couplehood Podcast. Today, we are continuing with the Sandbox Spotlight series, and I thought we would switch it up a little bit, and instead of having some Sandbox members, I invited my husband, Arian, to join me in a conversation today. So I'm actually asking him all the same questions that I ask my Sandbox members, and we're bringing the focus to us as a couple which I know often, you know, as you know, whenever I share anything in about me personally or our relationship, it's always with the intention that it will help you reflect on yourself and provide some lessons for you. So if you are a couple in the past year who has had a significant lifestyle shift, like a move or switching to homeschooling, or doing a renovation, then this is going to be a great podcast for you to listen to. You're going to hear I get quite emotional at a couple of moments in this conversation. And I, to be honest with you, I I was caught off guard when we were having this conversation. I, I didn't know I was going to feel emotional, but hey, this is life. And, and that's what happened in the moment. And it's that reminder that sometimes when we reflect, a lot of the feelings from the reflection surface as well. So just giving yourself permission to reflect and to let those feelings come and give them space without judgment uh, and giving yourself that self-compassion. All right, you guys, here's a little, little inside view into where Ariane and I are today. Welcome back to the podcast, Ariane. Good to be back. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. I know it's really nice for our audience to hear from you and to have a little inside glimpse into our relationship, which is what, you know, Couples Sandbox and Couples Tune-Up has been based on from my own lived experience with you and our relationship. So I think it's really great that you're open to sharing your lens. So I'm going to ask the same five questions to you and to us, as I would when I'm interviewing a couple Sandbox members. So the first question that I always start with is, what relationship season are you in right now? And so for those of you listening, we actually took the quiz separately and we don't know what each other scored. So this is going to be real moment, real time results. So I'm really curious, honey, what relationship season did you score? Well, I was scored in, t- in the connected season, actually. Connected season? Yeah. I and was I too. I, you were too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we'd be more in, in the coping because it kind of like fluctuates from for me in my mind. But I was surprised that the, the connected season was what we scored. So or what I scored. So good. I, I was surprised too. I thought I thought we would be in the coasting season. You thought we would be in coping? Sorry, coping is the one before coasting, right? Yes, sorry, coasting. So you thought we would be in coasting? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so let's tell people what's been going on in our lives and why both of us had the inclination that we would be in coasting. So what's what's happening for us right now, honey? What's uh, some What are some major things in our lives? Yeah, so... I know we've, we have been working on staying connected and, and trying to stay in the connected season as much as we can, but I often feel like we're coping or even 
coasting within our relationship at the moment because of situation with our kids being at home and we've had them at home for homeschooling for the last six months and then the renovation we're doing is, is taking up a lot of our energy and time mm-hmm. so we haven't had a lot of time to carve out for just us for you and I so I feel, you know, we've had moments where we've been able to connect and just check in with each other. And, and we recently did a, a date on Saturday night, which was quite nice, actually, to do that. I often feel on the day-to-day, this with the day-to-day struggle of with the kids and with our minds on decision-making and, and, and the work that has to be done at the house, our other house, is, is often takes precedent over, over you and I. And I know we're working on these things together as a team, but it, it doesn't, it's not really couple time. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not a couple time. It is very directed towards our family and relationship vision, making that really intentional choice in January to homeschool our kids and the learning curve that comes with learning how to homeschool your kids, yes. right? Very big. It's just a complete lifestyle change for all of us and one that we are committed to and that we are moving forward with even moving into this next school year. So that just that one thing alone was a huge lifestyle shift that obviously took a lot of our time and energy and, and yeah, the renovation, right. And we moved from Toronto up here to gray County in September of 2020. And right now we're recording this. It's the summer of 2021. So we have, we're coming up on a year of living up here. And, and so we're renting up here while we're doing an addition on our property that we purchased, which we call the river house. So the river house is a a two bedroom cabin on the Saugeen river. And it's a very, very small space, which is why we're adding this addition of another bedroom to make, make it a three bedroom home and a renovation. You know, we renovated our home in Toronto as well. So that concept is not foreign to us, but for anyone who's gone through a renovation, it's almost like, you know, when you give birth to a baby, you you forget a lot of the hardships, the lack of sleep, the physical changes that happen because your body is built to continue procreating. I feel like it's the same thing with a reno. Like I remember all of the decision making of the Toronto reno, but I've also, my brain has blocked it out in a way so that now we're re-experiencing it again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so intense. All of the minutia of the decision making is a real add onto our mental load as a couple. Yeah, it totally is. And then also the feeling of not having arrived there either. Like we still feel like we're kind of in limbo in our rental place here as well, which has been a great place for us to to land while we were while we we're making the transition, but we're grateful to have found this this home to rent in Durham, but with the inevitable move that we're going to be doing again, it's just it's a lot having to go back and forth to two different properties. I know it sounds it sounds like a luxury, but it's not easy, especially when there's mm. the kids around all the time and they don't always want to go and there's work to be done there at the same time. So just be nice to land in, in that place and, and, and be grounded there. So all of this to say, this is why we've, we <laughs> we're pleasantly surprised that we're scoring in the connected season because it really has felt like our couple has been put on the shelf a little bit 
and has been coasting. But what's really neat about the seasons, and even as I was answering the questions, and you probably felt the same thing too, honey, you can let me know, is that as we were going through like emotional safety and trust and communication and and those big pillars of every relationship, as I was answering those questions, I thought, yeah, we are we are able to express how we feel and move through those difficult moments. And it was a really great reminder that you can go through hard things as a couple, but when you have the foundations of the emotional trust and the solid communication, it makes sense that we scored in the connected season because those are foundational pieces, right? The first question was life events. And and of course, like the question is, are there any, any external factors that are taking all of your time and energy? And I answered yes, because that typically can put a couple into the coping season when, when you have a renovation, a baby, a pandemic, homeschooling the kids, like all of these huge, huge things. But then it was really nice to reflect and to think, oh, wow, we have worked really hard on having that emotional safety and that open communication. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's helped a lot. I mean, if you don't have that, then I feel that everything else just is much, much more difficult to deal with and things don't get resolved. And yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I did want to highlight something though, because I think it's really helpful to normalize that we're in the connected season right now. We're managing a lot of things. Our couple is relatively okay, but we are trying to carve out more couple time. I wanted to highlight a rupture that we had recently where I felt not seen and not appreciated around the mental load and and how we moved through that together as a couple. So I'm just going to paint the picture a little bit here. So I have been, when we made the decision in January to homeschool the kids, we knew that both of us would not be able to be working full time in order to meet the needs of our daughters who are seven and nine years old. And so that was when we made the decision as a couple that one of us would work and then one of us would stay home with the kids. And together we decided that I would work and Ariane would take on the role as caregiver with the kids and homeschooling them, which was a massive learning curve, honey. I am just so incredibly grateful for you and all that you've taken on this year. I'm like feeling a little emotional actually. Oh, I know. It's been a blessing and a curse a little bit for me because I, I see having had the, the time to spend with the kids has been challenging on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, every parent could relate to that. But to to be able to be involved in their education and in this, our decision to do the homeschooling was right for us. And, and we were able to surround ourselves with some people too who were like-minded and we were able to support each other. So I was really grateful for that. But yeah, it was a big change for me to be putting on this teacher hat, well, not just teacher, but home homeschool main caregiver hat. And I've been grateful to be able to watch the kids on a day, day-to-day basis and have that time with them. And, and sometimes I just feel like it's over, it's a lot and I just need to get away, which is natural. But I think 10 or 15, 20 years down the road, we'll look back and we'll say how, how much of a gift it was to be able to spend these years, a couple of years, we'll see how long it goes, how long we do this homeschooling. But I think we'll look back with good memories about it to have that special time with the kids. Yeah. And you taking on that role with such grace and all of the bumps and hurdles along the way. They're just, they're so lucky to have you. I'm like bawling. (laughs) 
I know. I, I mean, I, 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 I appreciate that. And, and like I said, not on a, on a day-to-day basis, you don't always see it. But I, I, do, I do take some time, some time to just look at them and go, you're going to be out of the house in 10 years. 10 years from now, you won't be here. And I just want to also recognize that and remind myself that that's temporary. It is. It is temporary. And all the great blessings that come with it. And this is also like part of this transition, This the, again, this lifestyle transition. So it was whereas you and I very much shared both of these roles as both of us worked, both of us were very much equal in the parenting and and then to really shift the load, it was a big switch. And so our rupture was that I wasn't feeling seen in like, because basically the girls don't see what I do as a therapist. It's not like I'm out like, with my clients publicly in our kitchen. They have obviously not. So they just see me like close the door and then I'm gone. And then to feel like, oh, they don't value me. They don't know that, like what I even do. Yeah. They just see you on on your computer or they see you on on a device. You're doing admin and all the other things that you just have to do around, you know, not just speaking with your clients, but there's so much other work that goes with it and they don't understand it. I I was, I felt really upset. I felt like they were being disrespectful to me, that they weren't appreciating me, that I wasn't feeling this whole feeling of just not feeling seen or valued or respected. And my frustration came out towards you. And because I felt like, and I've, we've talked about this since then, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, how we speak about our partners to our kids impacts how our kids treat our partners, treat each other and treat us. And I am a words of affirmation person, so because I know that that that's how Aryan likes to receive love, and so he is great with taste. He's like the ultimate caregiver, like making the meals, getting everything organized. Right before I have a call, he, you always have a tea ready for me, you know. Like, and I know that that's how you show me that you appreciate what I am doing, but the girls don't know. That that's what you're doing in those moments. They're just like, oh my gosh, Papa does everything. He does all of the things. But they don't know that your actions, what you're saying with your actions are like, I see you. I appreciate what you're doing. And so we had this conversation where I'm, I am actually really good at sitting down at dinner and saying like every time just saying like oh my gosh this is so delicious thank you for making this I really appreciate you I'm a words person I mean this is not a surprise to everybody listening I I you know words are really powerful and I use them with our family on the day-to-day and so the girls like have this really like incredible view of their dad because he is amazing and when I say those things I mean them genuinely and so they they love and adore you for all the things you do also because I highlight those things and so that they notice all of the details because I help them notice those things but you are not as good at doing that about me so maybe you can speak to that a little bit more and how we worked through that challenge yeah so I I learned that that you, like you said, you're a, very much a words of affirmation person. And that's something that, that I think I need to practice more and example that for our kids as well. Because you often don't get the recognition the same way because they don't see what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. They see you, you're behind a closed door. You're often, you know, working through in between your client calls and you're, so you're often, you're not, seen or um or i i I guess i don't i don't say or um give you the recognition 
as much as you, maybe you deserve. But like you said, I, I do that more. And with my actions and taking on this role is, is, has been a task for me. And I like tasks. I like to complete things. And so f- for me, for me, I see that as a way, like you just said, like that's, that's the way I show appreciation. And I need to be more vocal so that the girls obviously can, can um, see that as well. And I have noticed a change in that since we've had that conversation. You have been saying that, oh, we, let's help mama get ready. And it's those little moments that, that make such a difference. I, I do feel a softness from them. I, I feel, I have felt a shift since we had that conversation. And it, it's again, it's that reminder that like as parents, the top, what happens at the top filters down to our kids. So us even having the conversation and bringing awareness to those details, it, it shifts, it shifts within our children as well. The irony also, I will say, is that our kids really have no idea how good they have it. I have an amazing schedule and I carve out chunks of time, afternoons, midweek to like go to bean or go to the beach, you know, like they, they have a lot of me. But they also, they, they don't know otherwise. So to them, just not having access to me all the time is, they're like, we're not getting enough of mama. You know, it's still, <laughs> they they just don't get it. So you reminding them what I'm doing and supporting me in that and even just verbalizing and naming it, I, I already have felt a shift yeah. with them and how how they, they treat me. So I really, I really appreciate that. And, and I also think it's because of their age too still, like they they're so wrapped up in their own own little worlds and and they and and that's that's fair because they they're still kids and they need to they still need to be they still need to have that and we can't push too much of it on onto them as, as well so absolutely absolutely my validation it's it, i think for me it was less about i don't need validation from our children to be like you're doing a great job it's more just it was more the opposite like I felt like I wasn't being treated with kindness and then I realized oh maybe I also need to fill the cup with them and have that one-on-one time yes. there are multiple factors yeah. that played out there but and I've, I've I've noticed you doing more of that and just even if you have five or ten minutes and that you're more um, present with them throughout the day thanks for saying that honey what would you say is the most important lesson that you've learned in this past year when we've had so many changes from moving from Toronto to the country to homeschooling to managing the reno what is the biggest lesson along this journey hmm the biggest lesson i would say to try not to control everything too much because with the homeschooling now and our lives have been kind of uprooted f- since being up here i've i've just I've let try to let things go a little bit more because I, I find find like I, I'm generally not a controlling person, but I feel like because of that uprootedness, I've tried to control things a bit more. Maybe with the kids too, and being not being as patient and and letting letting them just have more letting them have more space. I guess too, I've been trying to also be more yeah, like I said, like be more patient with them because I I find it really really difficult being with them every day and wearing all the different hats it's it kind of kind of came on really quickly and and i feel like that being having that trying to be more patient with them and myself too and giving giving myself a break and not being so hard on myself as well but the the whole new change in in the the the, the home lifestyle with the schooling and everything and having being around each other all the time is i mean i'm sure most people can out there we all we all we've all had a lot of that 
in the last year, two years now, so everybody can use a break. But yeah, not being so hard on myself and on the kids, I think. I love that, that reminder to find self-compassion. And then when you can do that, you have more patience for the kids too. Yeah, and just let things go a bit more. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a controlling person, but I found that I was the different side of me I did, didn't know I had was coming out. And yeah, it's just in the day-to-day basis. And then I find that things are much flow much better too. And everything's going to be just fine. The kids are still pretty young. We've got to take it day by day. I would say for me, so many lessons this year. It's actually hard to really think of just one. But I think what you just said, the day-by-day piece, sometimes... Sometimes I don't know the minutia of how we're going to get to where we want to go. But I think one thing you and I are really good at is we have the end vision and the feeling of when we arrive at that end vision, what it will feel like. And I'm I, at this moment in time, I'm, I am referring to the river house because we, we held that vision of living on water, of having space, of being able to have our own garden. I mean, we loved our urban garden, but obviously we couldn't uh, live completely off of our urban garden. But just having having that vision that we held for so long, but not knowing the details of how it was going to happen and if it even existed or if it was even possible. And I think this year has been so validating in that you don't need to know how it's going to unfold. You just need to take the first step towards it. And we did that in so many aspects, right? With the homeschooling, we were like, oh, we don't know how we're going to do it. But since now and then we've, we've created and figured out the steps in between and the same thing with, with the river house. And I'm, I'm so curious to see how we are all going to feel when we've landed at our own home in our own space after being in this hugely long transition, both like in our own home and in life and what's been happening around us. It's just going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I often like compare this, this time that we're living in this, in, in this town where we're living now, and we know it's temporary to when we were living in Mexico, cause that was temporary too. In a way, I mean, Mexico was totally beautiful and totally other, had a whole other experience, but just the, it was, we weren't totally rooted there knowing that we were going to be traveling back, going back to Canada. Mm-hmm. This, in, this, in a way, for me, is almost this, the same, is that we're, we're comfortable here. We like this, 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 this town and this house, but it's not, it, it's not part of our end, end vision or, or end, the end goal in where we want to be. Yeah, that's a great reflection. And that's really, really true. We haven't landed in quite some time. So this is going to be, we'll give you another update, you guys, in 2022 when we arrive. We're set to move into the River House around January or February. So yeah, we'll do a check-in then and, and let you know where, where we land and how we're feeling. Honey, before I wind down every call, I ask, what are you most grateful for about your partner? Oh, dear me. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I would say I'm grateful for your your understanding, like you're in the way you... I can talk to you about anything. I'm able to express myself, how I'm feeling, and I've learned to do that really well with you. Like, I was never somebody who could do that so easily. And I feel that you are um, a pillar there of trust and a big, a big pillar of so many things, like the trust. Like, you... You're, you depend on me and I depend on you. Yeah, I feel like we're like equal. Um, you always call it, you always say we're the A team and I, I truly, truly believe that. Oh, yes, we are the A team. And for me, I I am grateful for your steadiness. You are like that. You live with three women 
and and All deep strong, strong very women, strong too. and deep feeling women, and you really embrace that and allow us to be to feel all those things. And I think that is such a gift. And I'm really grateful that you allow me that space and that you also model that for our girls, that it's okay for them to have those big feelings, whatever they are. I think it's such a gift for them to have the presence of a father of a male role model who, who accepts all of their feelings. It's such a gift. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that in you. Thank you. doesn't come with its challenges though but I'm 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 learning to I've learned to appreciate all the feelings and that it's just part of of life and we have to move forward together and yeah accept accept each other yeah thanks honey thank you for coming on the podcast today and for having this conversation with me I'm really grateful you're welcome I love you love you too thanks for tuning in to the couplehood podcast It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to alisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.